Man, isn't it great to be in a place where you can know that you're prayed for and that you're encouraged? Amen? Hallelujah. We are excited to be together again, and if you're uh, joining us for the very first time, and you've been kind of like, you know, what is it that I want in the church? What is it, the, what's the goods and the bads, the do's and the don'ts, and all these types of things? Can I just tell you, you found the place. We want to welcome you, welcome you to Central. We want to welcome you home, and we hope that today that you're going to be able to know and understand how awesome God is. Amen. We believe that real life change happens in the context of authentic relationships as God works through individuals and individual people to be there in their need of hope. We believe in that authentic relationship. Today is a special day as we celebrate Father's Day. We have, as, as Chelsea has says, we have uh, axe throwing out there, and uh, I, I will admit it as well, uh, 23-20 I lost uh, against Dustin, and so after service, I'm going to go back out there uh, and, and do my best to win. It's an awesome thing to be able to hit a bullseye, so we hope that you have that. If you haven't known, if your noses are all plugged up, we have uh, ribeyes. Man, I tell you what, we, we could almost just have service right there, amen? Just gather together around the table. But I, I believe that today is a great day. Today represents the seventh day that I've been on the Father's Day without my dad. And I believe that there's probably some of you, maybe you're in that same place. You miss your dad. Maybe he was a legacy. Maybe he was, you know, that guy for you, and we miss him. Maybe you miss your dad today because you're at a distance where you can't see your dad. Or maybe today you're at that place where you're going to be right next to him. And you get to appreciate that, that love that importance. But can I tell you today that God is a God that hasn't left you, he hasn't forsaken you. Can I tell you today that we're a church that's praying for you in those moments of hurt? That we're praying and believing in those moments that you can share memories today with your dad. And we believe as a church that God's going to provide the provision and that God is good and that we're going to give you opportunities to see Jesus. Amen. That is so that's so incredible. If you haven't been here, if you haven't been here for a while or this is your first time here, my name is Pastor Gary and, and uh, I just have the, great, the privilege to be able to be a part uh, of an incredible church and to be on staff here and, and just to, to, to do whatever God's asked us to do. But Pastor Ryan uh, is actually in the service today, not to embarrass him because we don't want to embarrass our pastor, but uh, you know, it, it, he got to, 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 be a, to take a day off today, and I believe that, that it's important for us to know that he needs to have his tanks replenished, that he needs to be able to be encouraged, and he needs to be able to hear from God, because when he comes back to the pulpit, he is going to lead us as a church to be able to take our next steps, and how important that is. Can we just give God a hand for what he's doing? Amen. It is, it is awesome to know that we have a pastor that believes in a healthy a healthy church, a pastor that believes that, 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 that we are going to do the things that we need to do, that he believes in you, that we have a pastor that believes that God can do the supernatural. And so we're excited about our next steps as a church. We're excited about what we're going through here. I don't know about you, but I love summer. I love the heat. I love the sun. I love being out and seeing all of God's creation during the summer. Over the last few months, Jay McGuire and I have had, uh, we call it two guys on a couch. It's a Facebook Live thing that we do at 6 o'clock, 6.30 on Wednesdays, and, and uh, it kind of birthed out of our prayer time that we had earlier in the spring. And 
And we just, we just are there because we want to be able to share our story, our faith story, what God is doing here at Central, and, and just again, just to give that opportunity to be used by God. And it's been, it's been an incredible things of things that he has done. It's, we talked about all the time in Growth Track that we can't, do, we can't do life alone, that we need to be able to do things together. God created us for community. He created us for a place to connect. He created us to be able to build faith together. That is so important for us. That's one, one of the reasons why we started this adventure in meeting on Wednesday nights. And, and we had a great opportunity last Wednesday to meet, not meet, but to, to listen to Caitlin Hansen's uh, testimony. And she's in the service today, and if you can know who she is, you, can, you get a prize. Um, but it was incredible to be able to hear her story and to be able to hear her faith and and. and and where God has brought her and where God is taking her and the exciting pieces of that. And she did an incredible job standing in front of the camera and being a part of that and she just, just to be able to hear uh, what she did. But you never know for sure exactly when we do these remote locations, you never know exactly what's going to happen or how it's going to finish. Well, here's how we finished this remote with uh, two guys on a couch. See you guys later. Great knowing you guys. Hope you guys have a great time. See you later, y'all. Boys are crazy. Amen. You know that that was awesome, and it was all it was all because of Caitlin. So we appreciate you. Uh, but she did she did a great job, and she's somewhere over here in this area. So, um, but we're we're excited about the great things and the incredible things at Central and what he's doing, and we're super excited about how God is going to use each of us to fulfill the mission where change takes place and purpose comes alive here at Central. It's an incredible thing. Last week, Pastor kicked off week one of our house party where he talked about the hope of the world. How many of you were encouraged to know and celebrate a little bit more about the hope of Jesus? Amen? God's good. It was exciting times. Pastor Ryan talked about how Central is a place where we can grow in faith. A place where we can learn what God has for us in our next steps. A place where we, can, where we can have hope and a place where we can learn to draw in. If you didn't see it, if you didn't, weren't here, you weren't able to watch it online, I encourage you to go back, go into the media tab at our website, go in and check the archives and watch that. Because that is the beginning of our house party series, but it's also an important part of how we get to be able to know the hope of the world. I've entitled the message this morning, Pushing Through the Victory. Jesus had just returned from victory on the other side of the Sea of Galilee in Luke chapter 8 where he had delivered and healed the demon-possessed man and was coming to shore to read. He was coming to shore and he was being greeted. Luke chapter 8 verse 40, it says, Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Have you ever been in that position of an expectation that you were expecting something, your first car, your first date? Your first baby, and boy, we're having some babies coming up, amen? Our nursery's going to be packed, and so I, I really believe that if you're gifted in meeting with kids and been be, meeting with uh, little ones, man, you're, you're called to that nursery, and we're going to be needing you uh, in, the, in the weeks and months ahead, so we're excited about that. But an expectation. My, my first, first truck was an expectation. Man, it was incredible. It was a 1970s uh, international pickup. It had the spotlight, and I could go coon hunting at night. It was fantastic. 
Uh, yeah, I put I put a new I put a new uh, seat cover on it. Put some new wheels on it. Man, it was it was phenomenal. Uh, back in the day, there was an eight track player in there. Man, I could listen to some great great uh, great music. Uh, had to move into the cassette tape arena. Uh, moving back into that, it was incredible on that part of it. But the, probably the most important piece of that was my was my uh, desire to, uh, you know, I went I went back in the day to Pomida, you know, the good old Pomida days. <laughs> kind of dates you a little bit, right? You go back into Pomida, and back in the back of the car section was this forty-five pre-programmable songs and sounds device that you could put in so when you went down the street and pulled into the parking lot you push a little button and it'd go do 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 you know it was like it was awesome but I this international pickup was great but I had an expectation it was my truck right the the expectation changed when I got my first speeding ticket and I had to go to my parents and show them that piece of paper so the whole driving experience thing kind of shifted a little bit but as I mentioned before about how awesome summer is and sometimes <laughs> we've all been in that situation where summer is a great place for us to sit back and to relax and kind of take that, that three months period and kind of go into break mode. And we kind of think that we need this, that it's a refreshing moment. It's that, it's that place where we can go to the lake and we can sit back and, ah, right, and live in that moment, right? I mean, we kind of think of well, that's what summer is all about, right? Well, can I, can I can kind of share the, the piece of that? It says in Proverbs 27, 17 that says that iron sharpens iron as one man or woman sharpens another. I truly believe that this is a season where we have to be able to push through to victory. This is the season where we need to begin to build relationships with Jesus. This is the place and this is the moment where we need to build relationships with each other as a community of faith. And we need to begin to encourage one another. This is the moment where we need to be in a season of learning more about his word, being learning more about about prayer, learning more about who he is in our life, because it's this season that's going to propel us to the fall and into the finishing of the year. It's this season that's going to prepare us for the miracles that are going to take place. It's not just waiting for the fall where we kick back in, which is traditionally the, the big push for church attendance. It's a big, church, big push to, to, to get back on track. And then, and then we go three months, and then it's, it's the new year again. And then we go through the, you know, the New Year's resolutions and all those things. It's like, this is the season. This moment right now that God's given us some freedom, some break moments where we can go to the lake and enjoy the moments, but we're, we're diving into the Word. We're diving into relationships so that when the fall comes, that God's ready to propel us to take onto the world and be world changers, to begin to learn more about what He's trying to do. It's having an expectation of all the things that God's called us to do and to be ready for. If you're taking notes this morning, which I encourage, we're a church uh, taking, taking a church, that you need to be able to take the notes and to be able to, to do that. Point number one says, faith was born out of a need. Faith was born out of a need. In verse 41, it says, Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house. Because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. And as Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. Have you ever been in that, that concert or that, that coming out of a football game or a sporting event and you're in that crowd and the crowd moves right and you have no choice but to go right and the crowd goes left and the crowd's like, don't push me any further because I have no more places to go, right? And th this is kind of where, where we were at and where Jesus was at in the, in the, in the crowd and it was 
It says in, the, in Scripture that it was getting ready to crush him. The text says that, that Jairus reverently fell at Jesus' feet. That his need was passionate, and as he made his case, he begged Jesus to come to his house. Casting aside all of his pride, this father, this religious leader, fell at the face at Jesus' feet, fell, fell down right at him, desperately for one last lifeline for his daughter. Without a word, Jesus began to walk to the house of Jairus. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. See, there is faith that was born out of need. For some of you today, there is, a, there is an awakening. There, there, is going to be, there is a supernatural moment that's taking place. Maybe your, your, your need is, is a marriage that's, that's, that's in turmoil. Maybe your, your, your need is a healing in, in a family. What a great uh, opportunities that we have to be able to pray and believe in miracles that take place at the altar. I want to encourage you today to know that we're a church that believes in miracles. That we believe that it's, 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 not, it's not something that's funny. It's not something that's weird. It's not something that is, that is a, a abnormal. Just a year ago, I was told of a story of a girl that came into a church service that was all cut up. When she was 12 years old, her, her father went out to get ice on her birthday and never came back. And ever since that, she, she began to cut herself on her arms because she felt like that was the only thing that could take away the pain that was going on in her life. And she was cut all up, and she began to move the cuts on her legs. And during the service, God began to do something in her life, and she had talked to the pastor prior to that, and she has before and after pictures. And at the conclusion of that service, every scar from those cuts and every cut that was still healing was gone miraculously gone it is a god that still does miracles today and she and she talked to the the pastor and he she had one cut left and she and he goes what, what what's that cut and she goes that was the very first cut that i made when my dad left me and at that moment god healed her and today she is serving the teenagers in that church and can i tell you that god wants us to understand that faith was born out of need that there's things that we go through, change lives that need to take place, restoration that needs to take place in, in, our, in our finances. Maybe today you're lonely. Maybe today there's mental instability. Maybe there's emotional struggles. Maybe there's jobs insecurity. Maybe there's unhappiness. But today, faith is born out of need. And if you're, if you're taking notes this morning, right on the side column, right, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming because we need to understand that he is coming. He is returning, but at the same moment, he's coming right where you're at, meeting you right where you're at to help you right with what you're going through. In verse 43, it says, And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. Twelve long years she had been dealing with this. Twelve years of trying to figure out, spending money, going through the process. Trying to understand why, why, is, why, is, why is it happening. She was broke. She was cut off from the family, cut off from society, maybe even cut off from church. She was declining in health. And she was at that crossroads. I probably would think that she was probably bitter. She was probably angry. 
or whatever the circumstances that we face, our faith is born out of that need. Whatever you're dealing with today, there's a, there's a, there's a miracle that takes place. It's incredible to hear the testimonies of knowing what God has done. And this is what God has brought me out of. Can I tell you today that we need to start expecting the unexpected. Start expecting the unexpected. Let your faith grow outside of your comfort zone and begin to believe in God for the miracle. When we live in our comfort zone, we're unable to really see the the greatness that God has for us. But when we begin to step out of our comfort zone, we begin to believe in God for our miracle. And we don't hold it to ourselves. Abraham and Sarah trusted and believed and waited 25 years to see the promise fulfilled, having a baby. Noah waited 120 years for the promise of God to come and to reign. Joseph had waited 13 years as God used time to create forgiveness among his sons and Jacob and the father. Even in their waiting, they constantly went back to wait to look at what God has said. Can I encourage you today that we need to learn to embrace our waiting season. There are, there's a season maybe that you're waiting for because God is fighting for you. God is fighting for you, and that's the urgency that we need to understand to embrace the moment. Embrace the moment that, that your wounds will be healed, that your, your situation of learning how to raise up young people to, to raise up as a father, to raise your son or daughter, as a mom, to do the same, and the nurturing, that there's a, there's a season that maybe that we go through, but that God is always going to be there. Faith was born out of a need. Point number two says, faith demands a response. Verse 44 says, she came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. It was at this low point of, of her, her life where she, be, she realized and recognized that she needed Jesus. She was willing to go as far and as difficult place that she could go. <laughs> Here's a situation that we have, and we've been in that crowd where it's hard to go, and they're going left, and they're going right. This wasn't an easy task for her. This was a difficult task to get to Jesus. And it was understanding that faith demands a response. What's God doing in your life? I believe that today that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you of steps that you need to take. And it's not just the fact that we listen to it and, yeah, God, that's what I need to do, but it's actual response. And here's this this woman, and she she begins to, to wave herself through, and maybe she fell on her hands and knees, and she went down, and she tried to get through the legs of people. Maybe she, maybe she, she was able to part away to get through, but she knew she had to get to Jesus. She didn't know if she was just going, if God was going to heal her, or maybe God was just going to give her a mental uh, ability to be able to withstand the, 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 the trauma that she was going through. Maybe she, she didn't know exactly what was going to play. All she knew was she needed to go touch him. Maybe today that's like you, knowing that, that God's asking you to do something. You don't know exactly how it's going to work out. You don't know exactly the, the process that's going to take place, but God says just start moving. Faith demands a response. Romans ten seventeen says, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. True faith 
demands a response. It's not enough just to hear the word. We also have to believe it, and we have to do it. She not only heard about Jesus, but she believed that she knew what she needed to do. She had decided in her mind that she needed to go out and touch Jesus in order to be healed. And today, there's only one thing that we need to fear. There's only one thing that we need to, to make sure that we understand is that we can't miss the opportunity of what God has in store for us today. We can't miss the opportunity of receiving what Jesus is offering for us, for marriages to be restored, for lives to be changed, to understanding that Jesus' forgiveness is great, to know that you can be a great dad, a great, a great dad in the midst of maybe the failures that you may have had, that you can be a great parent today, that we can't miss that opportunity to go and to be able to touch Jesus. Whatever you're going through today, pride, shame, hurt, failure, we can look at Romans 8.37. It says, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors. We can do what he's called us to do. You know, we all have hectic weeks. We all have those moments of craziness. Amen? Right? I mean, weeks are just crazy sometimes. And, and, and I, you know, it's amazing how many things get compiled onto your schedule when you're already busy, right? But faith demands a response in the middle of that business. There's, a, there's a, uh, an individual that we know that, that was living in a situation that was, that was difficult, it was hard on the kids, it was, it was, it was uh, 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 just hardship. And she started praying and started asking God, God, I need a new place to live, I need, I need a, new, a new location, and God began to open up the doors to where she could move into a house. She could move into a different location. It was healthier for her family. She began to begin to give God the glory for what he has done. See, our faith demands a response. There is victory. There is victory in the things that we, that we can do. See, we have faith is born out of a need. Faith, faith demands a response. And point number three is faith cannot remain anonymous. Faith cannot remain anonymous. Verse 45, it says, Who touched me? Jesus asked. When, all they, when they all denied, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know the power has gone out of me. One of the greatest, one of the greatest things we have is the confession of what God has done in our life. The testimony that he, has, that he is working in your life. Our testimony our faith should not be anonymous. It should be something that we're able to, to, to be able to share with someone else of what God's doing in our life. In order to be world changers, we have to have a faith to do the impossible. It's not, it's not something that we pat ourselves in the back and say, oh, look how good of, you know, you prayed for an hour, or you did this for 50 minutes or whatever. It's not, it's not about that. It's, not about, it's about being humble about what God's doing in our life. To be able to say, God, this is the, God's a, a real God. The disciples replied to Jesus' question with something like this. You've got to be kidding me. Jesus, who touched you? Really? Look how many people are around you. Look, look, at, look at the mosh pit that's going on here. There's tons of people that touched you. Imagine what Peter maybe have done, just kind of rolled his eyes. 
right? Kind of when your kids are talking with you, right? And you're saying something profound as a mom or as a dad. You're like, hey, this is very profound. And your kid's like, yeah, whatever, right? Ever, ever been there? <laughs> well, you must be greater parents than I am because... <laughs> It seems an impossible question, but perhaps more importantly, it seemed to be a pointless question. What difference does it make? Jesus, what difference does it make? I, I got to get to my daughter. I got to get to where it needs to be, where you need to be. Jarius was probably starting to have conflicting um, thoughts. You know, God, what, what, why, are, why are you doing this? Why, why are you taking so long? Why are you dealing with a problem that in, in my eyes isn't an emergency? Who, what does it matter if someone touched you or not? You see, Jesus wants us to know that our faith cannot remain anonymous, and that ultimately we, we can learn that faith means trusting in God's care, which means accepting his timing, knowing his timing in that process. We can't miss what God is doing, and in, in, we can't miss what God is doing when our eyes are on our own needs. We've got to start believing and seeing what he's doing out there. There are times when we begin to realize that God's doing something, and we, when we can be a part of that, it's an incredible story. I had an opportunity um, two weeks ago to, to work with a, a young man that, that was going through an incredible, incredible difficult time, and, and there was all, all different types of situations going on, and there was all kinds of things that he, that he, that he had, and a marriage that were a going to be a marriage that didn't end up happening and, and there was frustration and there was hurt and he came there's there's things that he had possessions that he had that was preventing his 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 relationship from getting deeper and it was a hindrance and so he, he gave me like six boxes of stuff and said this is you thousands of dollars worth of stuff he said i can't have this this is this is something that i can't i can't have in my life anymore take it it was an investment that he made that he thought that's what he needed to do, and it was hurting. And it wasn't, it wasn't like pornography or nothing like that. It was, it was just it was content that, that didn't allow him to be healthy. Can I tell you that our faith cannot remain anonymous? People need to know that you're a loving God, that you, that you love God. People need to know where your faith stands so that you can be that resource for them. When they can reach out to you and say, hey, man, I'm hurting. I'm hurting where I'm at. Investing in others. Someone needs to be a part of their lives because they cannot do life alone, but they don't know how to connect with. That's our opportunity. Make an impact to a teenager, to an older adult, an older adult to a child. God is providing opportunities for us to connect with others. But we need to be able to do it and understand the purpose behind it. Verse 47, it says, Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. There are moments that we get so close to Jesus that we miss the miracle of the breakthrough. There are moments that we get so close to Jesus. This, this woman was, was getting close to Jesus. There were, and, and, she, she got, and she was able to touch the hem of his garment. Amen? But there were others that were just as close that missed the miracle of the breakthrough. They didn't understand the, the power that was standing there, the, the, the anointing that was standing there in Jesus, and, then, and, and they missed it. And sometimes we miss the, the miracle of a breakthrough, even though Jesus is right there. 
Today, this moment, God's wanting to do a supernatural move in your life. You're right next to Jesus. But the question is, are we going to go to him for that breakthrough, or are we going to allow time, or are we going to allow the enemy that's trying to rush, run through your head and say, you don't need to do that? You don't need that miracle. You know, really, it's not that big of a miracle. It's really not. I mean, you can deal with that by yourself. You can do it alone. You don't need it. We get so close to Jesus that we miss sometimes the miracle of the breakthrough. Matthew 10, 32 says, Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. You see, faith cannot be anonymous. Point number four says, Faith revealed is faith rewarded. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. One of the things that we learn from Scripture is that we have no idea when God is going to move. Faith revealed is faith rewarded. Paul says in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that she was physically healed. We will read in Mark chapter 5, verse 20, 29. And then it says in verse 33 that upon confession, that she, she, got to know, she made that decision to follow Jesus. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, it will happen. I believe that faith enables the flawed. How many of you are flawed today? You don't have to raise your hand, but the person next to you knows. <laughs> We're all flawed. It says that faith enables flawed people to accomplish great things for God. God has something in store for you. And recognizing the fact that, God, I am a flawed person. I don't know, Jeff, if you read my notes or not. That was, that was awesome, your prayer. But, but we're, we're flawed. But God uses our faith to accomplish great things for God. Faith revealed is faith rewarded. There's going to be a moment in your life that, that as, you, as your faith is revealed, there's going to be great things that are going to be taking place that your faith will be rewarded. We don't know the season. We don't know the, the time frame. We don't understand it sometimes, but our faith, by stepping out in faith, by giving God the opportunity that we will be rewarded, that our faith will be rewarded. 1 Peter 1.7 says, Your faith is precious to God more than fine gold because he knows that you believe without seeing, that you believe no matter the cost, proving your faith. Point number five says, faith holds on when reason says give up. In verse 49, it says, while Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. You know, this delay was, was a process because up to that point, Jairus knew that her daughter, that, that his daughter could be healed. Everybody say Healed. He knew that it, it didn't matter the time frame, God, but we want urgency. God, we want, to be able to be, we want to be able to deal with this right now, God. I'll be patient. I'll, I'll work through this, right? But God, it needs to be urgent. There's a miracle that's going to take place. I don't understand it. And Maybe today you're in that situation that, that you don't understand the miracle that needs to take place. And maybe you, you can become resentful or you, become, you can become angry about the fact that it's not going in the timing that you want. And Jairus was in that situation. 
He was wanting that miracle. But because it was delayed, the miracle had to become, or, or the healing should say, I said the healing had to change to a miracle. He wanted the healing. He wanted that miracle. But when she passed away, when someone came out of the house and said, your daughter's dead, it was no longer just a healing. It was no longer something that could just, that could just maybe happen. It had to become a resurrection. See, sometimes we don't always understand what God's doing, but we trust in his timing. And we trust that he's going to get us to where we need to go. Jesus quickly reassures Jairus in verse 50, hearing this. Jesus said, Jairus, don't be afraid. Just believe. Just believe that she is healed. See, faith holds on when reason says give up. When you've done something for so long, and you've, you've tried to be that that good person. You've tried to, to live for God. You've, maybe you've done different things. You've, you've done faith holds on when, when, when reason says give up. When everybody else is telling you it's not going to work out. When everybody else is telling you that you need to quit, that you need to give up on your marriage. When everyone's telling you certain things, the lies of the enemy. Faith holds on when reason gives up. Fear is not met. Fear is to be met by faith. Faith is not the belief that we will get what we want. Faith is the belief that God knows best. Amen? I mean, that's, that's where we're at. Faith, faith is not, God, I want it. I, I want this, God. God. Faith is trusting in God in his timing. That God knows best. In verse 51 it says, When he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. Can you imagine that? Come on, stop wailing for a second. There's a miracle that's going to take place. Jesus said, Jesus is not dead. She's just asleep. They laughed at him knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, my child, get up. There are moments in our life that we may feel as if reason tells us to give up. But it's because of what God is doing. It's because of our faith. It's because of what Jesus Christ has done that we are able to get through those difficult times. Verse six, or number six says, we have access to God's favor through faith. We have access, access to God's favor through faith. Verse 55, her spirit returned at once. She stood up. When Jesus told them to give her something to eat, her parents were astonished, but he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. See, we have access to God's favor through our faith. There are things that God is doing in our midst. There's incredible things that we see when we begin to realize that we have access to what God's doing. So we have faith that was born out of need. The need that you have right now, your faith is going to begin to believe in that miracle. Your faith is going to begin to build out of that restoration process in your marriage. 
Your faith is going to begin to be in that place of accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and laying all your cards out and say, Jesus, it's yours. I surrender. Our faith demands a response. As God begins to do things in your life, we cannot be anonymous, but we have to be world changers. We have to be there for, these, for the individuals that you're sitting next to. We have to be there for the individuals that we, that we uh, stand besides at work. We have to be there next to the ones that, that are there for high, at, at high V. We have to be the ones that are going into, into areas that we're at because it's what God's doing within us. It's because of the faith that's happening that's well within us that God's going to use us tomorrow, that God's going to prepare us for the fall, that God's going to prepare us as we continue to grow as a church because we can't be anonymous. We have to be the light at the, at the top of the hill. We have to be the ones that are able to be humble enough, bold enough, strong enough, courageous enough to do what God's willing to do. God, if I have to suffer through the midst of my faith for you to get the glory, God, I'm willing to suffer. God, if I, if, if I, if I have to go through difficult times in order for you to get the glory, God, give me the strength to make it through. God, if I have to be able to, to give and share my story, God, if I have to share my story of how cruddy my life was, how difficult my life was, how, how bad my life was for you to get the glory, God, give me the courage to be able to do that. There's a gentleman in our church a month ago. A month ago was an alcoholic. Someone that could not put the, 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 the beer down, the liquor down, whatever. Alcoholic. 30 days later, to last week, hadn't, hadn't drank a drop for 30 days. For 30 days. God has done the supernatural in his life. And he's going to get water baptized the next time we do it. See, he has a story. You have a story of what God is doing. We can't be anonymous. Faith revealed is faith rewarded. God is going to begin to open up doors of opportunity as you take those steps of faith. God is going to begin to do the things that you didn't know that you could do. Faith holds on when reason says to give up. When everything else around us seems to be tragic, faith is there. What today is holding you hostage? What's holding you back from allowing your faith to push to victory? What is it that you think that Jesus can't forgive you for? What is it that's, that's holding you back? What trees, what buildings are in, the, are in the way for you to be able to see God's glory? What idols have you put before you that you're worshiping, that you're not allowed to see God because you're more concerned about that idol, you're more concerned about that image, you're more concerned about the things that are, that are blocking you from the glories of God? Freedom is just a touch away. Salvation is just a spoken word away. Your healing is awaiting from you, for, for you just to reach out and to grab it. And the altars are open to seal the work of God today in your life. The altars is that moment God wants to seal the deal today. God doesn't want you to walk out the doors and build community and build faith 
and to throw axes together and have a good time and have a great sandwich from some location that I'm not going to promote today because that's Pastor Ryan's opportunity. God doesn't want you to go out there if you're not willing to deal with it in here. God wants you to be healed in here. He wants to seal the deal today of where you're at. Jesus is still looking for hurting people, broken-hearted people, damaged people, frustrated people, hopeless people. People who cover up their hurts. People who have been hurt many times and don't know which way to go. Jesus is looking for people like that. Jesus is looking for people that's willing to push to the victory, push to victory in order to have their faith grow, to become on the serve teams, to become on the connect teams, to become part of the nursery, to become part of the mowing team, to become part of the parking team, the parking team, the parking team, the face of Central on Sunday mornings where you can greet people not just with a sign but with a loving heart and a loving smile and be able to hold an umbrella out to the car and be able to help that person through and help them so they don't get wet. The parking team. God wants us to push through the victory to be a part of what he's doing. I believe God's got, that God's doing a supernatural thing right now in your life. And he wants to seal that today. Not just by you walking out the doors, but to fall at the feet of Jesus. To fall at the feet of Jesus where you're at, to fall at the feet of Jesus up here. To pray together as a, as a, as a, as a, a, a husband and wife at your chair. And say, today, God, cement, cement my relationship in your word. Hold me tight, God, in our relationship. God's wanting that today for you. To be united and together and, 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 and to grow together. To believe in that opportunity. Today, we're going to sing a song. I'm going to come back and we'll have the closing moment that God's doing that process in you. But will you stand with me? We have access to God's favor through our faith. Today, right now, we're having access. The Holy Spirit is dealing with us today. And we're allowing the access. God, show me today, God, what you want for me.